Hey everybody, this is Tanya. Tonight's firecast is single and happy. The reason why I want to do this firecast tonight is because I recently read a post that was made by a single person, a single woman. And in this post, she was just describing how she had reached a place of contentment in her singleness. She was happy. She was using this season as a time to heal, to grow, to really uh, address some areas of her life that needed her attention to be able to build, to be able to create, and to uh, be able to develop some different things in her life. And she was just very happy. She was just very happy with where she is right now. And she was just glad to be where she is right now. And so I thought, of course, this is, this is beautiful because this is not something you hear all the time from single people. But believe it or not, in her comments section, she was practically being trolled for having this perspective and this, and this stance on singleness. I mean, you, you would think that other singles would be happy to see one of their peers, you know, celebrating where they are in life relationship-wise. But yet, these people were telling her she's thirsty, you know, she's uh, desperate, she's, you know, doing this for attention, she's trying to, you know, get a man's attention by, you know, making this post, that she's lying. I mean, I was absolutely uh, stunned to see that other single people would not agree with one of their peers celebrating their season, season of singleness. And so I had to really give that some thought because it was definitely an unexpected response to a post that I felt was sincere. I felt she was being sincere. I think it takes a lot of courage for a beautiful woman to admit that she's happy being single. But I believe that the reason why she got so much backlash for making this post was because the reality is many singles are quite unhappy with being single. They're unhappy with being alone. They're unhappy with being attached. And so when you have trained yourself to believe and when you have been influenced to believe that a relationship is the only thing that can fulfill you as a single person, that your goal is marriage and that your goal is a relationship And until you reach that goal, then you basically have not been successful and you're not being successful as long as you remain unattached. I think that mindset is a prevailing mindset throughout a lot of singles. And so it's very foreign to to single people to see someone in the same season of life they're in who has found that place of contentment, who has found that place of joy and peace and is just resting in the season of singleness and allowing God to introduce whatever he wants to introduce into their lives during the season. It just seems foreign to a lot of people. But this is actually the way all of us single people should be. All of us should be in a place right now where we are content, Now, let's clarify something. Content does not mean that you have given up on love. It does not mean you've given up on marriage. Content simply means I accept where I am in life right now. I accept it. I accept where I am. 
and I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to maximize it and I'm going to accomplish everything that is meant for me to accomplish during this season of my life. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to worry about marriage and relationships because that season will come when it's supposed to come. But being discontent, being unhappy and complaining is not going to make it happen any faster. It's simply not. If anything, it's going to make your single season more miserable than it has to be. Because there's plenty of things that you can do. I know the world convinces us or tries to convince us that until we get married, until we have a relationship, we're limited in what we can accomplish. And in some aspects, that is true. Obviously, until we get married, you know, we can't have a family for those of us who don't have children. We can't have a family until we get married. Um, you know, we, we don't have that lifetime partnership that comes with the covenant of marriage. Um, I do believe that in a marriage that we will complement one another, that I believe my spouse will push me to level higher levels than I can go to now. I believe I will push him to higher levels than, than he can go to right now. I do believe that there's very strong partnership and much that can be accomplished through marriage, but there's also much that God can use us to do in our single season as well, that we're not limited to a certain low level of living because we don't have a mate. I believe that as single people, we can still earn as much money as we want. We can still create whatever we want to create. We can build businesses. We can accomplish degrees. We can uh, meet our health goals, our fitness goals. Uh, We can buy homes. We can buy property. We can buy stocks. Um, We can do a lot of great things as single people. We can grow spiritually. We can develop. We can evolve. We can travel. We can do lots of great things that we could do as married people. But many of us are waiting until we get married to be able to explore those things. But you can explore those things right now. Yes, it's going to look a little different. It might even feel a little bit different, especially if you are used to being in a relationship and you have now found yourself in a season of singleness. Maybe some of you have come out of long-term relationships where you were with somebody for three, four, five years. Maybe y'all had children together. Maybe you all were talking about marriage or even considering marriage. And for some reason... It didn't work out. And so now you have found yourself in a place that you're not used to being in. And that is being, you know, alone, not lonely, but being alone in that you are not in a relationship with somebody uh, significant, a significant other, I will say. So maybe this this lifestyle of, of, of being unattached is foreign to you. Maybe you're somebody that's a serial dater. Maybe you're used to dating lots of different people. And now you have found yourself in a place where those prospects are not there at the moment. So, you know, when you have found yourself in this place that you're not accustomed to being in, it can feel uncomfortable and uh, it can be very difficult for you to see the blessing in where you are because it doesn't look familiar. It doesn't feel familiar. But if you are in this place, that means God has an amazing plan for your life right where you are. Trust me, his plans for your life are not are not being held up by your singleness unless you desire to not submit your life or your singleness to the Lord. I got to a place where I had to submit my singleness. I had to surrender my singleness to the Lord. 
because as long as I was trying to figure out when I would be married, who to whom I'd be married to, what he'd look like and, and what type of personality he would have and, and when and what age is going to happen and, and how it's going to happen. And is it going to happen in the hometown I live in or am I going to have to move or, you know, is, is it going to be, you know, in my church or is it going to be somebody from outside of my church? You know, um, you know, once you start trying to figure these things out or you start looking at your age, okay, Lord, is it going to happen before I'm 40 or is it going to happen before I'm 30? Is it going to happen before I'm 35? You know, and when you start trying to figure those things out on your own, you bring a lot of stress and you bring a lot of anxiety into your life. But when you get to a place where you just surrender all of that to the Lord and you take your hands off of it and just decide that he has written the story and that each chapter of your life is going to play out exactly when and how it's supposed to, because life never happens the way we expect it. Most of the time, (laughs) most of the time, it does not happen the way we expect it. We expect we've written a whole scenario in our minds of what we think life should be. And it rarely ever comes out that way. And so we have to get to that place of really just letting go and really taking our hands off of it and just allowing God's plan to work out and to play out the way it should. And we just have to release our faith that he has a spouse and a mate for us. Where, when, and how, we don't know, but we just have to trust him that he does and that he's gonna order our steps in preparing for that next season of our lives. But in the meantime, We don't need to be miserable. We don't need to be discontent. We don't need to be dissatisfied. And yes, there will be days that that's harder than others because we're human. And there are days where being single is like not cool at all. (laughs) Not fun, not cool, just not feeling it. And then there's some days where, you know, being single is all right. You know, I'm cool. You know, I'm in a place where I'm satisfied. I'm comfortable. I'm doing my thing. I'm all right. And then you'll have those days where not so much. And it's not necessarily because of a holiday or anything like that. It's simply that we just have days where we we feel lonely. And we have days where where we are more aware of our singleness than others. You know, there's some days where you don't really notice it as much. But then there are some days where it's, it's glaringly obvious that I'm single. And so I'm not saying that, you know, we have to be perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. There are days where I'm fine and there are days where I'm crying out to God in prayer, you know, regarding my next, my season of marriage and, and when that will happen. And, and that's just me being honest and transparent because I don't want anyone to get this impression of me that, you know, I've just got this single season thing, you know, under control and I'm just, you know, powering through it. You know, there are days where I feel stronger than others, just like anyone else. And so we should strive to be content, even on the days where we don't feel content. We should look for the things in life that are working and that are going our way at the moment. And we should focus on those things, focus on those projects and those visions and those ideas that God has downloaded to you. Focus on the areas of your life that are thriving and that are succeeding. You know, don't focus on everything in your life that doesn't seem to be working out the way you want it to work out. And that is some of the things that get highlighted in our lives is we focus on the things that aren't working out. And you know that when you focus on something, it grows, it magnifies because your attention is on that thing. And so the areas of your life that you may not be happy with, 
may not be that significant, but because you focus on them all the time, they become extremely significant. And in that process, when you focus on the wrong thing and magnify it, you fail to focus on the right things and those end up being minimized. We forget how blessed we really are because we're focusing on the areas where we don't feel blessed. And so I encourage you to focus on the areas of your life that are thriving, that are working, that are flourishing. Focus on that. Focus on the areas of yourself that are thriving and growing and developing and evolving. Focus on those things and don't focus on the areas of your life that you feel are not where you want them to be at the moment. Unless there is something specifically that God has told you you need to do differently regarding those those areas that aren't working the way you want, then there's really nothing else that you can do except to trust him and to wait on him. Some of us are just not ready for marriage right now. Some of us, it's just not time. I mean, there's really no, no more profound answer than that. You know, some of us are, are looking and waiting on a long list of instructions and things that, and standards we have to meet, but maybe you're doing everything you should be doing right now. And it's just simply not time and you're just not ready. That's a hard pill to swallow because in our minds, we think we're ready. I feel ready on paper. I look ready. I got everything in my life. I feel like I got everything in my life working the way it's supposed to. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I've, I've made all these sacrifices. I've made all these changes. I've, I've done all these different things to show God that I'm ready. You know, I've done all these things to prepare myself. So in your mind, you feel like you're ready, but we, we're not looking at things from God's vantage point. And so he has seen the whole of your life and not just where you are right now. And so you may think you're ready, but maybe truthfully, you're just not ready right now. And it's okay because marriage is not a race to the finish. I know that the world tries to portray that. Social media tries to portray that the the race to marriage is about, you know, who's the most worthy, who's the most beautiful who, you know, um, was able to, to uh, land that person and, and uh, who was, you know, fortunate enough and blessed enough. That person's more blessed than you because they're married. They've got somebody you don't. So obviously there's something wrong with you. You just might not be good enough. You know, there's something you're not doing right. There's something you should be doing better. No, it's a transition in life. I'm going to do a podcast about that because it's a milestone. It's not a milestone. It's a transition in your life. It's not a milestone. Even when we look at children, children don't all walk at the same time. Some of them start walking at eight or nine months. Some of them don't start walking until they are 12 months old. Some of them don't start walking until they're 13, 14 months old. But you know what? The whole idea is they start walking. They may not walk at the same time, but they're walking, which is the whole, which is the main goal. That's what we're striving for. That's what we're desiring. So it doesn't matter what age, you know, you get married. And, you know, as long as you are happy and joyful on that day. And as long as you're at the place where God has you exactly where he has you. That's all that matters at the end of the day. 
So stop looking at life as a race. Stop looking at yourself as being in competition with other people and the people around you. Stop comparing your life with what you know about someone else's life. And I emphasize what you know, because there's so much that you probably don't know about the lives that you are envying and and being jealous of. I look at my life and and I'm sure there's probably somebody out there who's probably jealous or admiring my life and wishing that they could have, you know, what I have, but they don't know what I go through on a day-to-day basis. The battles I've had to fight, the battles I've had to overcome, the battles that I still continue to fight on a day-to-day basis. They don't know that. They just know what they see in person or on social media. That is what they see and that's what they admire. But you have to be very careful because there's so many things that happen behind the scenes of social media that we know nothing about. But we're just going by what we see and what we read. And we're comparing our life to that, not knowing the battles that other people are fighting, the bat- the things that they've had to go through and live through in life to get to where they are right now or the things that they're doing right now to maintain that lifestyle. You just never know. And so you have to keep things in perspective. You have to be very mindful of just knowing where you are, knowing where God has you right now and being content that you are where you are, that he's protecting you from some things, that he's developing you for some things. He's prepared some things for you. There's a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot to be thankful for. You've not been left out there by yourself. But we also need to celebrate other people when they have found their place of of contentment, whether it's in singleness or whether it's in marriage. If if one of your peers is celebrating where they are in their singleness, we need to celebrate with them because it's a great place to be when you can look at your life and say, you know what? I'm fine where I am. I'm fine where I am. I'm learning so much in this season. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've grown so much. I've gotten to know more about myself. I've gotten to know more about God. I've gotten to know more about life. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with where I am. Now, what their motive is for saying that, we don't know. And it's not really our business what their motive is. But we're going to celebrate anyway. Whether they're telling the truth or not. You know, if you are happy being single, then I I celebrate with you. Whether you're telling the truth or not is not up to me. (laughs) It's not up to me to decide that. It's it's none of my business. But even even if you are just saying that right now and praying, you know, in faith and praying that you'll get to that place where you mean it, I still I still rejoice with you. One day one day you'll say it and mean it. One day it'll be real. Maybe right now it's not real. Maybe right now you're just saying this because you believe this is what you need to tell yourself in order to to keep your head straight. But you know what? One day you're going to mean it. One day it's going to be sincere. One day you're going to feel that thing. And so I rejoice with you. I rejoice with all singles that are pursuing their degrees, that are starting businesses, that are buying homes and property, that are um, building ministries, that are healing and and being restored and uh, working on their mental health, their physical and spiritual health as well. I celebrate with all singles that are making use, valuable use of this time where they can focus solely on the things that are concerning them. I applaud you and I think it's a great thing to do. 
And it's a great goal to have. So let's celebrate being happy and single. It doesn't mean you've given up on love. It doesn't mean that you have quit. It doesn't mean that you are living a lie. It doesn't mean that you are trying to get attention and think that this is what a man wants to see or a woman wants to see. Now, naturally, if you have a a busy life, an engaging life, then that is going to be attractive to other people because they see that you are uh, making moves and that you are doing some great things in your life. That is going to attract people. But we're not doing it to attract people. We're doing it because this is a great time for us to focus on some things that we may have never even considered before. And I'm sure once we get married, we will look back at this season of our life and be thankful that God gave us this time, that he gave us this time to really grow and develop and to be a better person, to be a better woman, a better man, to be a better Christian, to be a better sister, a better brother, a better son, a better daughter. All of those things we want to be better at. We want to be the best we can be at those things. And so value your time as a single person. Don't waste it worrying about when your uh, mate is going to come. Don't waste your time trying to do whatever you feel like you need to do to get a man or to get a female. There's nothing wrong with growing and developing and following people who can impart into singles regarding relationship and marriage. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't saturate yourself in that sort of thing because all it's going to do at the end of the day, it's not going to edify, but it's going to just make you feel even more single and it's going to make you feel as though there's so much that you're not doing that you need to do. There's so much, you know, you're just not ready. It's, it's, go, it's really going to bring a lot of distress in your life. My advice is that you pick one person, one or two people who are wise and who are trustworthy in that in, in who you follow regarding marriage advice and relationship advice. Don't follow everybody who claims to have a ministry regarding relationships. <laughs> Please don't. Don't follow everybody, especially if they're giving you advice that would go completely against God's word or give you advice that is, that is unhealthy for you as a person. And please don't, um, you know, just because someone's giving you advice based on their personal experience does not necessarily mean it's going to work for your particular experience. And so you have to take some of the relationship advice with a grain of salt, but only follow select people. Don't follow everybody. Because you're going to be confused, you're going to be distressed, and it's not worth it. Follow one or two people, glean from them, grow with, grow from them, but also be content with where you are. I'm not following this person because I think it's going to get me that much closer to marriage necessarily. I'm following them because I, I appreciate the well of wisdom that they have, and I want to grow and I want to learn from it. And so singles, be content, be happy be content, be satisfied, reach your goals, plan your vision, allow your steps to be ordered, surrender the singleness to the Lord so that he can work his plan in your life perfectly and don't allow yourself to be influenced by what other people are doing. Celebrate your peers. If they're happy, be happy for them. If they're happy, be happy with them. 
don't dull their shine simply because you're not where you want to be or feel you need to be in your life. And so I pray that you learn from this, that you grew from this, and that you were able to take something away from this. Be single, be content, and maximize this season of your life.